What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily Los Angeles Chargers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I wish that I had had time last week to do the podcast that I wanted to do later in the week, either the crossover podcast with Art Stapleton, I believe, who hosts Locked on Chargers or Locked on Giants. You're listening to Locked on Chargers. But I didn't have time to do that. Neither did Art. And on Friday, I'm literally looking at my notes that I made. I was going to do a podcast on Friday. And here are my notes. And I never had time to do it. So it never got done. But it's Monday morning. This is Locked On Chargers. The the LA Chargers are now 1 and 4 instead of 0 oh and 5. And if I just look at my notes here, I can see circled, underlined. It says whoever wins this game is going to be the team that runs the ball better. I am your host. My name is John Gennaro. I am the assistant editor at Bolts from the Blue. I am the director of digital content and strategy at the Mighty 1090. I am the producer of NFL Network's Game Theory and Money podcast, and I am struggling with my fandom. But that doesn't mean it affected how I saw the game yesterday. I'm looking at these stats. I got the box score in front of me, as I do every Monday morning, and I'm looking at these stats. The Giants rushed for more yards. And more yards per carry. They had 152 yards on 25 carries and a rushing touchdown. Chargers had 124 yards, so about 25 less yards, on 29 carries, about four more carries. No rushing touchdowns. So you would think I was wrong. I contend that I was right. Because Melvin Gordon was the star of this game for the Chargers offense. Sure, he rushed 20 times for 105 yards. That's that's fine. It's fine. It's not amazing. It's fine. He caught five, six passes, sorry, for 58 yards and two receiving touchdowns. His eight targets were only bested by 12 targets for Keenan Allen. His six receptions led the team, and his 58 receiving yards were only bested by Keenan Allen. Melvin Gordon essentially played two roles yesterday. He was the number one running back. He was the number one receiver. He was the number one option when the Chargers offense had the ball. And that turned out to be enough. That turned out to be enough for the team to score 27 points. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is that a high for them this year? The LA Chargers week by week, have scored 21, 17, 10, 24. So yeah, 27. Most points they've scored all year. Still not really getting turnovers. Definitely not scoring points off the back of their defense, despite the fact that the pass rush has been incredible, and I'll get to that in a minute. The offense, let's be honest, the Chargers offense against the Giants, let's just be honest about the whole thing. 
the Chargers walked out with a win. I don't know that it's a win to necessarily be proud of. They didn't go in and beat up on the Giants. They didn't dominate the Giants. Matter of fact, they didn't look better than the Giants. You know what happened? The Giants got injured. The Giants, by the end of this game, had one wide receiver. Odell Beckham, just minutes after breaking a cornerback's ankles, not not literally, figuratively, getting wide open for a long, like, 45-yard touchdown catch, literally breaks his ankle and is out. And Sterling Shepard is out. It was another wide receiver, I think, that went out. Roger Lewis was the one guy who... Oh, Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall almost catches a ball on the sidelines. It's gorgeous. Can't get his toes in and injures his foot or his Achilles or something in the process. The Chargers won the war of attrition. That's what they won. The Chargers stayed alive. While the Giants players were going off, the cart was getting plenty of miles at MetLife Stadium, taking off Giants wide receivers. The Chargers were staying healthy. Keenan Allen stayed in the game. I don't think anyone really left due to injuries. Joe Barksdale went to the sideline with cramping, but that's about it. Now, the offensive line for the Chargers looked terrible, and the uh, running game looked fine behind the offensive line, but but nothing amazing. Keenan Allen looked not on the same page with Phillip Rivers. Tyrell Williams didn't do much of anything. Antonio Gates was essentially benched for Hunter Henry, which was the right call because Hunter Henry looked good. The Chargers basically rode little play after little play. I mean, they had no big plays. It was four yards to Melvin Gordon here, six yards to Melvin Gordon here, five yards to Hunter Henry here. And they didn't really even put together an impressive drive until late in the game. What won this game simply was attrition. By the end of it, Eli Manning couldn't stand in the pocket for more than a second without getting crushed. In the first half, he got sacked by Joey Bosa twice. In the second half, he got sacked by Melvin Ingram twice, including a strip sack when the team absolutely needed it most. And he got sacked by Darius Phylon once, who I never thought I'd say it, had a great game and was basically unstoppable in the second half of this game. So Eli Manning couldn't stay in the pocket, and he had nobody to throw to, and they couldn't run the ball either because their offensive line was terrible. So the Chargers escape on the road, which is always difficult. East Coast, early game, always difficult. I'm not going to take too much away from them, but by no means was this an impressive victory. By no means did this convince me that the Chargers are on the same level with the Broncos or the Chiefs or the Patriots, who they play in a few weeks. Now, the Raiders got their butts kicked by the Baltimore Ravens. They looked bad without Derek Carr. Their defense looks atrocious. So, maybe, and this is going to be the big question, all week long, is Derek Carr going to play? Is Derek Carr going to play? Jack Del Rio says he thinks he might play, but we don't know. He basically broke his back. We found out a week ago he broke his back. So for him to miss one game with a broken back, or one and a half games with a broken back, would be pretty nuts. But if he plays, I don't know that the Chargers can compete with the Raiders. They still, even in victory, didn't look like a good team. They looked like a bad team, facing a bad team. And you know, I wish I had the audio. I wish I'd thought through this and had the audio. Because sometime in the second half, and I think it was early in the second half, it may have been right after halftime, they go to Doug Fouts and Ian Eagle in the booth, 
and Doug Fouts goes, this game is really living down to expectations. And you can see these are just two bad teams playing bad football, taking bad penalties, throwing bad passes, turning the ball over, looking sloppy, looking ugly, looking undisciplined and without a plan. And he was right. This is not just me. A lot of people think, oh, you're just a hater. No matter what happened, I'd come in here and say, oh, the Chargers were crap. Even though they won, they were crap. Maybe that's true, but I don't think it is. I think if the Chargers came out and played a good game, I'd come out and I'd say, they played a good game. You know what the Chargers have? They have what we thought they would have. They have a dominant pass rush. And that's about it. That's about it. They have a dominant pass rush. That's going to be enough to keep you competitive in a lot of games. But the quarterback hasn't been good. The offensive line hasn't been good. The wide receivers haven't been good. So you just have a pass rush and, you know, some semblance of a good tight end in Hunter Henry and an inconsistent but semi-talented running back in Melvin Gordon. It's not enough to do much of anything. You'll end up 1-4 and four almost every time with a team like that. So I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not blown away. I'm not excited. I'm not saying, oh, they're they're turning it around and they're going to make the playoffs and I think they're going to compete. No, I still think they're probably going to get swept by the Broncos. They're going to get swept by the Chiefs, who are the best team in the league. And I think there's a good chance they get swept by the Raiders. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in Week 17, but I think there's a good chance they get swept by the Raiders. And the rest of their schedule is mostly teams that are better than this. I mean, we thought the Bills were going to be bad. The Bills are significantly better than the Giants. We thought the Jaguars were going to be bad. The Jaguars beat the Steelers handily yesterday. The Jaguars are significantly better than the Giants. The Chargers and the Giants might be two of the five worst teams in the league. So when the Chargers play the Browns, they'll have a chance. When they play the Giants, they'll have a chance. But until they figure something out, these are the only teams that they're going to have a chance to beat. That's what I came away from yesterday. Even with a win, this team continues to look like a bad football team that plays bad football. Now, I don't have notes for today. I just have Friday's notes. But I do have sitting in front of me a live read for XBet. You guys love XBet. XBet.ag. Here's the thing. You want to win money. You are smart enough to listen to this podcast. That means you know a lot about the NFL and a lot about the Chargers. That means you can make money off that knowledge. You can place bets and you can make money off how much you know about the NFL and how much you know about the L.A. Chargers. And the place to do it is at XBet, xbet.ag. And here's why you do it at XBet. Number one, it's a really easy-to-use website. Number two, they have fast and easy payouts. Number three, they offer live in-game wagering. So when someone goes down with an injury and you know it's really going to change the entire game, you go right on to XBet, middle of the game, you can place new bets. You can place bets on uh, basically anything in the middle of the game. You see them pop up. It's fun. Uh, but most importantly, here's why you want to put your money down at XBet and play there. If you use the promo code XBET, X-B-E-T, go to XBET.com, or sorry, XBET.ag, and use the promo code XBET, you'll get up to a 100% bonus on your first deposit. That means... You go there, you put down 200 bucks. They're going to match up to 200 bucks for you. Now you got 400 bucks to play with. You just won money just by going to XBet and depositing it. Now you can use your brain and turn that money into more money. 
You're playing with house money now. Go to xbet.ag. Bet on your favorite sporting events. Bet on the Chargers games. Bet on anything. xbet.ag. All right, let's get to the quarterback. Now, if you followed along on Twitter yesterday, I was running the bolts from the blue Twitter account during the game. You probably saw where I'm going to be going. And I hate to do this to him because I think he's a great guy and I like him and I've always liked him. And he's one of the few people who I own a jersey of and I will wear sometimes. And I don't even feel weird or embarrassed about the fact that I'm wearing another man's name on my back. Philip Rivers is awesome. He's had a very good career. Philip Rivers is done. I'm just saying, Philip Rivers is finished. He's never going to be in a playoff game ever again. He's never going to lead a team to a winning record ever again. He's not a good quarterback anymore. And that doesn't mean he can't make great throws. He made a couple great throws yesterday. But he can't string together an entire game of great throws without some really bad throws mixed in there. Yesterday, he completed 21 of 44 passes. Now, I can't stress this enough. The Giants' defense has been pretty good at stopping the run, is really bad at stopping the pass. Phillip Rivers completed less than 50% of his passes, 21 of 44, threw one of the ugliest interceptions I've ever seen into his end zone while he was in the red zone, wasn't paying attention when the ball was snapped to him in his own end zone and gave up a safety. I'm looking up what his completion percentage is this year because it can't be good. Nope. Philip Rivers' completion percentage right now through five games, about a third of the way through the season, 59.8%. Now, just to give you some context, rule of thumb is if you want to be known as a good passer in the league, you better complete 65% of your passes. If you can get anywhere near 70%, you're elite. You're Tom Brady. You're Aaron Rodgers. You're Drew Brees. You're Peyton Manning. Now, Phillip Rivers has bounced back and forth. He's had years where he's completed 61%, 60%, 65%, 65%, 66%. Those are Pro Bowl years. 62.9, fine. 64, great. 2013, I mean, maybe the best year he's ever had, he completed 69.5%. That's almost 70%. That's elite. The following year, 66.5%. That's great. The following year, 66.1%. That's great. Last year, Philip Rivers completed 60.4% of his passes. It was just about the worst of his career. This year, he's not even at 60%. If you can't compete, compete, complete 60% of your passes, you are not a good passer. And yes, that's a generalization. And yes, you need to factor in how bad his offensive line is and how many times Keenan Allen's dropping the ball and how many times Antonio Gates is dropping the ball and the fact that he lost his checkdown receiver in Danny Woodhead and his, really his other checkdown receiver is Antonio Gates. There's a lot going on. I understand that it's not 100% Philip Rivers' fault, but if you watch Philip Rivers this year, 
you can tell a couple of things. Number one, he's not going to have a good game all the way through. I, I Maybe against the Browns, and I don't even see it then because Miles Garrett's going to be in his face. He just is going to have bad moments every game where he throws ducks, he throws easy interceptions, uh, and he's going to get really frustrated a couple times a game. And he's never going to look happy. He's always going to look miserable. He's going to be screaming, and you're going to think he's cursing, but he's not. And he's probably going to finish completing about 50 to 60% of his passes, which is bad, with an interception for every two or three touchdowns, which isn't very good, with an average of 5.9 yards per pass attempt. That's bad. I mean... What's the okay? ESPN has a, a pretty good stat called QBR, quarterback rating, I think is what it stands for. But there's an old stat that is now called passer rating, which used to be called quarterback rating. It's all very confusing. But QBR is a good stat. Total QBR is what ESPN calls it. Total QBR is a very good stat for trying to figure out how good quarterbacks are. And. Here's the total QBR this year. Let's do top five quarterbacks first, okay? Number one, Deshaun Watson. Houston Texans, that's impressive, but he's had some impressive games. Number two, Dak Prescott, Dallas Cowboys, sure. Number three, Carson Wentz, Philadelphia Eagles. I can already sense a little bit of a trend here, mobile quarterbacks, but that's fine. Number four, Alex Smith, Kansas City, that makes sense. Number five, Tom Brady, New England, sure. I mean, you just go through the top 10. Case Keenum, sure, he's been good. Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, those are good quarterbacks. Marcus Mariota, Kirk Cousins. I mean, there's really no bad quarterbacks in that mix. I mean, Case Keenum, sure, but he also hasn't played that much. Uh, Philip Rivers ranked 25th on this list. 25th out of 32. Sure, he's above Mike Glennon, Jay Cutler, Deshaun Kaiser, Brian Hoyer, but... It's not good company. He's below Jacoby Brissett. He's below Trevor Simeon. He's below Carson Palmer, who was done last year. I hate to say this. I hate to break it to you guys. Phillip Rivers is done. He's finished. And he's never going to be a Pro Bowl level, level quarterback ever again. Maybe a game here or there, but that's it. Never more than that. He's never going to make it to the playoffs again. And he's never going to be the type of quarterback that you can build a playoff contending team around. I'm not going to give Phillip Rivers any sort of advice whatsoever. He's got a family. He's got a right to earn the contract that was promised to him. But if Phillip Rivers retires at the end of this year, I'm also not going to be surprised. What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you Bye, a wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. All right, finally, I want to hit two points very, very quickly. One, I want to talk about the kicking situation. i got to find the kicking stats. Nick Novak, two for two. 
Longest one was 34, 31 yards. Three for three out of extra points. Fine. I'm just checking in. Just checking in. When you cut a guy who was pretty good the week before because there's some like weird outrage because of how your season started. I mean, Youngway Koo essentially got cut. I mean, guaranteed contract. He still gets paid. But Youngway Koo essentially got cut a couple of games into his career. A story that everyone loved and everyone was rooting for and it was getting national attention. And he got cut essentially because the team started out 0-3. I mean, I know he missed a kick at the end. I know a kick got blocked at the end. I don't think Young Waiku deserved to get cut. It's just my opinion. So I'm going to keep tabs and make sure Nick Novak is is playing well because otherwise I'll I'll rip him for cutting Young Waiku. The pass rush. I talked about the pass rush. I I just want to restate the Chargers pass rush is unbelievable. It's unbelievable and this type of pass rush we haven't seen on the Chargers since the days of Sean Merriman and Sean Phillips. And what I mean by this type of pass rush is when you have one guy who's so great, the defense puts all their attention towards him, and it opens up lanes for other guys to win one-on-one matchups. When Darius Phylon is having a big game, you know that that's not because Darius Phylon suddenly figured out how to be a great defensive end or because Gus Bradley has turned Darius Phylon into, you know, the next coming of Dwight Freeney. It is because the the offensive line is spending so much time and energy and effort trying to slow down and stop Joey Bosa, who is a monster in the first half. And then they're trying to make up for whatever Melvin Ingram's doing to them. I mean, this started with Joey Bosa beating double teams in the first half to the point where in the second half they're throwing double teams and chips at him. So now Melvin Ingram's getting one-on-one coverage, one-on-one blocking, and he's beating it. And he's getting to the quarterback, and he's terrorizing Eli Manning. Well, now Joey Bosa is getting double blocked, and Melvin Ingram's getting chips. And what does Darius Phylon have to do? He has to beat one guy. You beat one guy, it's not even like there's another guy sitting there waiting for you. You beat one guy, and it is a clear path to the quarterback. And most NFL defensive linemen that are you know specialized and kind of being pass rushers, they can beat one guy. They just have to be put in a situation where they only have to beat one guy. And that's what we're seeing. I mean, week in and week out, Joey Bosa can beat two guys. Melvin Ingram can beat one and a half to two guys. And that opens up lanes for everybody else. And there's just not enough blockers. There's not enough blockers to hold back two dominant pass rushers at the same time, especially when there's more pass rushers behind them that aren't that bad. Interesting to see Jerry Atauchu continue to be inactive in all of this because I think he would be benefiting greatly by being on the field here. But maybe Gus Bradley doesn't like him. Maybe he doesn't fit in well here. I don't know. But I do know that this is the best pass rush that the Chargers have had in probably close to a decade. And it's why they're in every game. And it's why they won this game. And it's why they'll be in the game next week against the Raiders. And it's why they're only ever down by a couple of points when they're down. It's because the pass rush is just going to destroy opposing offensive lines. And sometimes that'll lead to wins. A lot of times that'll lead to close losses. If the Chargers had an offensive line, a good offensive line to go with this pass rush, they'd be in the playoff conversation. It's sad to see it being wasted, but it's also amazing to watch. So good on you, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. 
Good on that pass rush for being as good as Tom Telesco hoped that it would be. He has essentially built again the old Indianapolis Colts teams. Bad offensive line, good running back, great pass rush, not really much to speak of defensively behind them. And Peyton Manning always had to pull it all together and do it himself, throwing to no-name wide receivers. And Phillip Rivers, I I love him. It's been a joy to watch his career. Phillip Rivers is not Peyton Manning. He can't do it all by himself. Anyway, that's what I got today. Thank you for subscribing. Make sure, if you are or are not subscribed, on iTunes, go to Locked On Chargers, leave a rating and review, include your Twitter handle, and Pro Football Focus will pick one person each week to get a free membership to all of their wonderful stats and analysis. You can seem smarter than your friends with a Pro Football Focus membership. Just leave a rating and a review. Make sure to put your Twitter handle in your review. Once again, I want to thank today's sponsor, XBet. Go to xbet.ag, get a 100% deposit match on your first deposit by using the promo code XBET. And until tomorrow, I am out. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions.